On this episode, we'll be discussing the temptations we face and how to fight through them. Welcome to the Monster Ivy League. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us. I'm Sarah Jo Cassidy Clough, and I'm here with my co-hosts. I'm Allison. And I'm Christiana. So today we have a special guest that we're so excited about. It's our first guest star. I've been waiting for this moment since we started the podcast. But she's another one of Monster Ivy's fabulous authors, as well as the author of the Heart Mender series. So we would like to welcome the beautiful V. Romus Burton to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yay. We're so excited. <laughs> we are happy, happy. Okay, so today we're going to be discussing Vanessa's Heartrender series. Uh, the last book in the series, Heartrender, has just been released. So you can get your hands on the entire series right now, which I love. When if you haven't read the first ones, which you already should have, but if you haven't, you can get them all right now. Right. That's the best part. I love it when you can just buy all of them at once and then just dive in. And this is one that you'll get sucked into. So yeah. All right. So we'll also be discussing the temptations we face in life and how we overcome them. All right. But first, I, uh, we have the Monster Ivy Morsels question. Just a little tidbit to get to know us authors a little bit better. So my fellow co-hosts and guest star, let's say <laughs> you just finished writing a book there's no one in the home. Okay. So you're all alone, no interruptions all day long. What would you do to unwind? And for me, it would be, I would either binge watch something on Netflix or I would like binge watch the Jane Austen movies and then do jigsaw puzzles Why I do it mm. and drink lots of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. What? You drink Dr. Pepper? A surprise! <laughs> All right. What about you, Vanessa? What do you do? Or what would you do? Um, well, I, I currently have a toddler and a two-month-old, so I'd probably nap. Would be <laughs> um, but I, um, I really love crafting, and I like to sew and knit and um, do all those fun, different things, but I don't really have time for that anymore. And I would definitely read more. I, as much as I love writing, I love reading just as much. So I probably do do those things if I had no other responsibilities at all. It's just a total fantasy world, right? <laughs> no <Yeah>. responsibilities. <laughs> Cause that's going to happen. All right, Allison. <laughs> um, well, you, you just basically told me that my four children and my husband are not home. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, book or no book finish, I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping for days. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like there's never, ever yeah. enough sleep. But I'd really, um, I don't know, I'd love to come up with something like a dance to the house naked, but no, I would just sleep. I, <laughs> it wouldn't be very exciting at all. <laughs> all right, Christiana. Okay, so I get like post creativity jitters so I love going for walks like after I do a big creative thing I just I need to get those jitters out so I go for a walk and I either listen to a podcast like the monster Ivy League or (laughs) or um just like some crazy good music and just kind of 
replay everything that I had just finished and just be really proud of it. And then I'd probably go get a blue raspberry slushy. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> this is getting good. Anything that ends with any type of food or beverage or <laughs> dessert. That's my way to end everything. Mm-hmm. Bag of m and Yes. All right. So once again, we want to thank B. Roma Spurton for joining us. We're beyond excited to have her here. So we're going to start by Vanessa. Why don't you tell us about the Heartmender series <laughs> and where you got the inspiration to write it? Well, the Heartmender series is about a girl who lives in a world where the human heart is the currency. Um, so it's not, I, when most people think about it, they're like, ew, that's so gross. But it's more of like a once upon a time feel where the hearts are more like kind of glowing stones, not an actual organ pulsating um, there. <laughs> but um, but um, there are some some parts that are a little like, mm, if you have a, a weaker stomach, but um, PG-13 all the way. But so anyways, um, you're able to trade your heart for anything you desire. You can trade it for beauty, for wealth, for power, social status, anything. And so the story begins with our, when my main character, Addie, um, has lost her brother because he traded his his heart away for a choice, an unknown choice. And then he disappears. So she, when it's her turn to trade her heart, she just has to decide if she's going to trade her heart to find her brother or if she's going to keep her heart for herself because she has a rare heart that is bright red and it's teeming with power, whereas everyone else only has gray hearts. So that's the basis of the story. I won't tell you too much more because I'll ruin all the good details there. But the inspiration is kind of a funky one, but I guess most inspiration does come kind of kind of funky. I had listened to a sermon that a pastor was explaining that as a question to his congregation, do you think that God gives us ideas and we just kind of let them pass because we think, oh, they're too far-fetched or, oh no, we can never do this or et cetera, et cetera. So I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. So a couple of days later, I had an I, this idea come into my mind of a girl receiving a new heart and her realizing like how, how whole and full she felt because this heart was pure and alive and different than her gray old heart. And I'm like, that's really neat. Maybe this is something else. Like there's something more to this. So I jotted it down and then I kind of left it to the side and I was working on another series at the time, which, um, I actually got a contract for that one now, but that was the first series I was working on. And so, (laughs) so, um, so I, was working on that one, put the Heartmender idea to the side. And then a couple weeks later, just had to go back to it. Kept on like coming to my mind, coming into my thoughts. I'm like, I got to work on this. There's something here. And so then I just kind of dove in and then the story just kind of whooshed from there. And here we are published third book, first trilogy coming out. I'm super, super excited. Weird to weird to feel I kind of I look at the books on the shelves I'm like those are my words people read them and they like them (laughs) so it's very surreal that just a small thought has become this trilogy that's getting you know uh, good reviews which I'm so always surprised when people it's like someone I barely even I I don't even know is like this is amazing I love this series I recommend it to everybody and it's just such a such a cool feeling 
Isn't that awesome? I, it's, you know, it's like releasing your children out into the world. It really yeah, is. No. It is. It is. It's always that, um, it's that panic when you're like, oh no, like it's the last, like, especially like, at like being the last book of like an epic fantasy series. You're like, did I tie everything up correctly? Mm-hmm. Is everyone going to feel that like catharsis of like, yes, this has ended well, <laughs> you know? And, um, uh, hopefully so far, like uh, from what I've heard from a couple people, it's it's done well and everyone likes how I've ended it. So so that's good. And that you, know, you can't always have perfect endings for all characters. Uh, I won't say more about that, but <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. OK, can we take a second, though, to talk about the covers? Absolutely. Cammy, oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, amazing. They're so I remember good. when she asked me, uh, she asked me when with book one if I had any ideas for covers and I'm like, I am artistically challenged completely. Like I can't draw, I can't paint, I can't do, I mean, my artistic ability is like writing and like, that's it. And I can like match my clothes well together. And that's what, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, so I'm like, you know, you go, you do, you pick whatever you want to do. And then when she came up with that, I was like, I could never in a million years, like think of that. And so, um, with the third book coming out, uh, the first book is, you know, black, and then the middle book is gray, and then the last book is white. And so that is definitely symbolism. Readers have asked, they're like, did you do this on purpose? I'm like, well, it wasn't <laughs> me. Uh, it was, you know, definitely Mary and Cammie's idea, um, just to show how, like, you know, how dark and how evil was corrupting this world and how over the course of the three stories, the evil yeah. is vanquished and defeated by the end, by the last one. Love it. I love it. Yeah, they do a, such a good job of capturing the story, the theme, I should say, the theme of the book and the covers. Right. You know, which mm-hmm. is one reason why I love Monster Ivy. Absolutely. They're amazing. Yeah. All right. So on to our next thing. So in the Heartmender series, Addie faces a lot of temptations and tough choices. Navigating through them is tricky and complicated. Just like we battle with Satan and his followers, Addie battles with Ophidian and his followers, none of them making it easy to overcome adversity. So one of my personal battles, and it's been my battle since I was a little kid, is laziness. If I let myself, I could sleep all hours of the day and accomplish absolutely nothing. But when I do this, it leads me into a downward spiral of spiral of depression. And Satan likes to often tell me I'm not worth the time or the effort and no one will miss me. No one needs me. So why even try? And I happened to go to this dark and lonely place around 2019. I spent days, hours, precious minutes wasting away my day because who cared what I had to say? And it took me reaching my lowest of lows to notice that I was miserable and it wasn't how I wanted to live my life. Satan knows that I'm happiest when I'm writing, I'm going on walks, being out just in fresh air, being around friends and family, spending time with my husband and my cats, working and going to church. And my husband helped really helped me get out of my funk, but he made me realize that I needed all those things in my life to be full, to have a full and happy life. And I turned to prayer often, uh, begging for guidance and direction but it was also something that I had to dig within to find my answer. I had to push those horrible feelings aside and I had to choose to fight for my happiness. So my question for Vanessa, Allison, and Christiana is what are some of the daily temptations you face and how do you fight through them to come out on top? And Vanessa, we're going to start with you. I know. (laughs) No, no pressure. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
<laughs> you guys have more time to think. <laughs> it doesn't have to be oh. something like serious too, you know? <laughs> um, I would definitely say uh, comparison in the sense of like, I guess a little bit of envy there with other people. And, um, that's a huge, huge one for me in, in lots of areas right now. Um, writing 100%. Um, cause you see all these other writers and authors and they have, they're able to they do all these things online and like post all these giveaways and reviews and write millions of books. And I remember just a few months ago when I was at the end stages of pregnancy and all these, all these people, which I love the good, good author friends online, they were writing all these books and getting all these book deals and doing all these things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I am doing nothing. I'm just trying to survive until I um, have, you know, have my baby. So um, I really had to you know, take a step back from that. And, um, right now it's, it's tough too, with trying to juggle, you know, a toddler, a newborn and Mm -hmm. writing. And also like, um, you know, my husband is deployed at the moment too. So that's just tough all around. It's been, it's kind of a tough, a tough stage right now in life for me. And, um, you know, it's a daily, a daily battle to realize, you know, it's not going to last forever, you know, and, and, I'm going to get through it. And I have great support from my family and, you know, my husband, even though he's not here, you know, I have like support from him, my good friends. Um, but, but it's tough. So I definitely get what you were saying before. Um, just with that feeling of like, you know, I'm not contributing anything. I'm not doing anything. Like I'm a type a all the way with everything. I like to do everything and I like to do it well. (laughs) So when I am failing or even not even failing, but I feel like I'm failing at stuff. It's super, super hard. And then when I see online that all these other people are writing all these books and have all these children and they do everything great at the same time, I'm like, I just stink, (laughs) which I know is not true, but that's how I feel. So, so that's one that I'm currently dealing with a lot right now. We know that in reality, that's not true, but people like to like to say that. Maybe it's true. Maybe some people do have it all together, but no. <laughs> I'm I not one of them. <laughs> I don't think anyone has it no, all together. And if anyone no tells you, if, yeah, if someone tells you they have it all together, they're totally lying. They're lying. Yep. <laughs> they're I, think lying. That, I think that's really encouraging, Vanessa. I think a lot of people can relate to that either. Oh, yeah. Being a mom and having not me personally, but I know a lot of writers are moms and have to, you know, juggle being that and also, you know, still making time for writing and just the comparison thing. I know, I think every single one of us deals with that on some level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. All right, Allison, what about you? Um, so I, I can really relate with what Vanessa's saying, you know, I, but I think a big temptation for me is looking like I open up my computer and I look at a work in progress, you know, that I'm working on and I look at it and I'm just tempted to go, or I could watch my favorite YouTube channel (laughs) or, um, like I, I follow the sheep farmer in Canada and I love her and I watch her every day. And And that's the sentence I expected to come out of your mouth and all (laughs) that. Right? Right. It's so not me, but I love it. I love watching this Canadian sheep farmer and she's the best. Anyway, but that's, that's where I fall in. Cause I'll look at it and go, Ooh, I only have an hour before the kids get off the bus. So instead of writing, I should watch a YouTube channel or I'll, I'll lay on the couch and take a nap. Sleep factor is really big into what I do now. Can you tell this? 
<laughs> my kids are back in school and I have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and I'm like no it's mm. too early but yeah so I think I fall into that trap and I'm very tempted a lot of times in my writing to just think well I don't have enough time to really be productive so instead I'll do something mm-hmm. else and I think that part of that I really need to you know tell myself like I, I'm in a couple of different writing groups and they do like sprints like 30 minute sprints of writing or knowing that like just, you know, a couple minutes a day is better than nothing. I need to convince myself of that a lot of the time and remind myself that my stories are worth being told. Because I think mm-hmm, a lot of the mm-hmm. time I, I get that like, oh, you know, no, who's going to read it anyway? Who's going to want to read that? Which I think is something that all, yeah. I think all authors and writers fall into that imposter yeah, syndrome, you know, mm-hmm. like I can't, yeah. I can't really do this. But I think that's, probably the biggest and easiest to talk about um, temptation for me is, is to, (laughs) is to, I guess maybe it goes along with with Sarah saying being lazy, but just, you know, doing something else. Yeah. Um, Distractions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Taking the easy way out or, or, you know, going for the distractions instead of what I need to be doing. I think that's one thing to remember though, is when we get in those moments of who's going to want to hear me tell my story, we all bring different perspectives to the table. And so we Mm -hmm. like, we need everyone's different views and opinions and your stories do matter because no one can tell them like you can. And that's something we have to tell ourselves to do it. Absolutely. All right, Christiana. Okay. So my biggest temptation, it's kind of twofold. Basically, I get really like my books are really weird. Like I think anybody who's read them can say they're very whimsical. They're 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 kind of you know in a, in a non prideful way. They're a little groundbreaking. <laughs> so, um, whimsical, yes. Really weird. I don't know that I'd say that. Oh, but... you you barely started it. You 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 have no Eccentric. idea. <laughs> so what I get intimidated by is the idea that all of my most strange, creative, zany ideas are behind me and I've kind of tapped out my resources and that's going to be the end of it. And now readers are expecting these really creative, unusual stories. And I'm just going to be like, I have nothing left. Like, that's like my biggest fear. And so Mm -hmm. every time I sit down to write, I just freeze and I'm like, okay, I can do this. I know I still have it in me. I have to believe that I still have it in me, but that just gets really intimidating. And I'm intimidated. That's the twofold part by my previous works. So I right. write mm-hmm. them and I read yes. them and I'm yes. like, I, you know, as a reader, I genuinely enjoy my books as a writer. I really love them and love the work that I put into them. And then when I sit down to start a new one, I'm like, can I tap this or not even tap this? Can I be at the same level that I was before? But one of the ways that I really just kind of work through that is just first off working through it, sitting down and doing it regardless, you know, even if it feels like, uh, I don't think I can do this, just sitting down and doing it. And then the other thing that just really encourages me is that, you know, we're inspired by the Holy Spirit. That's, that's where we get our creativity from. Mm -hmm. So when you think that the God of creativity is literally helping you write, he he's limitless. He has no end. So you're never going to run out of the creativity that you're so afraid you're going to run out of. So that's kind of how I keep pushing through it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I totally get what you're saying about trying to, to top yourself. It's like, you've set a quota for yourself. You set a standard <laughs> for yourself. And it's like, how do I get above that? Right. You know, how do you yes. make it even better the next time? Right. And you're absolutely right that, you know, if, especially I've had people tell me like, if God has given you a story, then that's, you know, it's your mission to get it out there. 
I felt that way when I was was working on my other series because it's a lot different than Heartmender. Um, and I was like, are people going to like this? Because this is so, it's still fantasy, but it's just a different type. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I'm very very interested to see what what happens with it but um but yeah I totally get that 100% um because you're like well people like this type should I write this type and then like continue to keep writing this type of of writing but I like to dive into other different types of things within the same genre of stuff and I know that Sarah does as well with her um different uh, genre she writes (laughs) all over the map um, I know but yeah that's totally intimidating (laughs) for me it's one of those things that I've had to kind of learn especially with the comparison thing um because good girls stay quiet was my first book from monster ivy to come out and it's the one that's done the best and none of the other books have done nearly as well as that one has but for me I have to not compare myself to previous stories because each story is so different and unique that I just Mm. need to focus on that story and telling it how it needs to be told not how I think other people are going to want it, but how it needs to be told. And so that's my biggest thing is just separating out and not thinking about my other books when I'm working on a current one. That's really smart. So it's hard, not yeah. easy. It's like not easy at all, but it's no <laughs> healthiest way to do it. <laughs> right. So. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Vanessa. We're so excited that you came and were with yes. us and hung out thank with us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Hopefully you'll come back. We didn't scare you away. Over and over. Of course. (laughs) All right. So the closing quote I want to leave with you is just a simple one I found online that says, temptation is everywhere, but so is God. Just a simple reminder. So that's all for this episode. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, plus our website, monsterivyleague.com. And thanks for joining us. Until next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.